All right, here we go. All right, here we go. Revolutionaries was good. Today's episode is brought to you by the Rogue Media Group, which is a veteran-led integrative marketing agency with affiliated networks that reach nearly 1 million multicultural professionals, business owners, and public policymakers. RMG, as it's affectionately known, was founded in 2013 by my dude, Maximilian Hamilton, and has grown from a single offering to a multifaceted media company that offers everything from media planning and buying to written content development, sponsorship consulting, and conference development, as well as digital marketing, custom video, DEI strategy, personal branding, and speaker sourcing. RMG's signature program, one that I was able to MC last year, is the fifth annual Fuel, the Ultimate Men's Summit. It will take place this year in November, the 9th through the 12th, 2023, in Houston, Texas. The annual summit is a gathering of 500 plus CEOs, professionals, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. Participants will explore and discuss advancing the mobility of black professionals, entrepreneurs, and business leaders. The summit will include a golf outing, panel discussions, keynotes, breakout sessions, and awards recognition, and guess this, a celebration of hip hop's 50th anniversary. To learn more about RMG and Fuel, the Ultimate Men's Summit, visit www.roguemg.com. And now, let's get ready for the show. We call this recurring episode Revolt and Evolve. Dr. Batts, what's been your revolution? My goal is to teach young people, as many that will engage with me, not to necessarily have a job, but to learn and appreciate the ability to make money. How do you create value in your brand? to get out of this survival mind state and get into a thrive mindset, right? As opposed to just struggling to survive, help people thrive. And so if I said, what's my goal for the next six months? It is to do just that. Can I have your attention for a moment? What's good, Revolution? Welcome to the What's Your Revolution show, a show for men and the people who love them, where we discuss how men can find and embrace the revolution within themselves. Where people can find and embrace the revolution within themselves. I am your host, joined by my dude and my co-host, Dr. Travis Batts. And I am your man, the revolutionary himself, Dr. Charles Corporate. What's good with you? I hope all is well and that you are out here doing your thing in the world, man. Brother, they they kill me because the revolutionaries be like, yeah, you know, I'm doing my thing. I'm out here in the world, right? You motivate me. I'm doing my thing. I'm happy. But I want to hear from Dr. No, Bats. they don't say that, do they? <laughs> I want to I hear from Dr. Bats. They be like, yo, that show with you and Dr. Bats, y'all are killing it. You saw the text that I, I sent did, you today, I right? did. That was you know, uh, inspiring yeah. on multiple levels. And, and again, I just appreciate the fact that a good brother, a great brother was able to to utilize some of these strategies. Because like I say, the show is more That's than what it just is. a show. It's it's a blueprint for how to be a better version of yourself. So thank you for allowing me to participate. Hey, hey, that's my dude. We call this recurring episode Revolt and Evolve. As we think about our first tenet of how do you fulfill your revolution, right? You must revolt from who you are now and evolve into who you want to be to be the most revolutionary version of your size, the revolutionary version <laughs> of your life. I feel like I feel like I'm in the minor leagues because it's been a, it's been a minute, my dude. It's been a minute, my dude, since we have actually you know had a chance to talk mm-hmm. to each other. A lot has gone on, and I can't wait to chop it up Definitely. with you. But you know what? The first question is always, "How are you? How is Doctor Travis?" Bats? Well, you know, I hadn't I hadn't done my my usual update to my midwife, but it, it's been a, it's been a whirlwind, my friend. I mean, I know that, um, inspired by this show, uh, I wanted to do more and, and engage more. You know, uh, my podcast is slowly evolving into, to where I want it to be. And literally just, again, taking a blueprint from this show and just meeting great people, but probably one of the more pivotal shows that I've had, and I haven't had a lot. 
was a show where I had, and I think I told you, a pastor who is, you know, got divorced after 22 years, um, unfortunately went into a deep depression, gained 120 pounds, mm. thought about killing himself. And he was told, go to the gym. Well, he went to the gym in May, lost 120 pounds by November, got his pro bodybuilding card in February, and he's a pro bodybuilder. So his message was so mm. inspiring. There's a group of guys, fantasy football, other coaches that heard his story and really just started to open up about vulnerability. And and, and and that's not a space, even though this show has helped me walk in that space, that's not someplace where I'm comfortable. And so what it did, it led to the development of essentially a platform called Muscle Therapy, where myself, a pro bodybuilder, and uh, a psychiatrist who's also a semi-pro bodybuilder go to the gym and, you know, our first series will be on chest workouts. But while we talk about the fundamentals of chest workouts, we also will broach the discussion of depression. And so that's that's okay. probably one of my more, uh, I won't say pet projects, but one that I'm, I'm going to enjoy because as much as I'm going to facilitate, I'm going to be a student just learning um, from an expert and from someone that's dealing. And then each month we're going to touch on a different mental health topic. And again, the focus isn't only uh, African-American men, but I know in our community, there is a disparity, you know, there is a huge disparity. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so, so that, you know, just coming off of a great weekend and one weekend I did an international men's conference. I talked about lifestyle medicine. And then two hours later, I got to change and be coach bulldog. You hadn't met him yet, but he's an angry Football no, coach, no, coach Bulldog. no, no. I got blood in one eye <laughs> yes. and something in the other, and I can't see X, but I'm going. And so I went out to the Indy Kalu football camp. It was a free football camp in the San Antonio community. We had over 100 kids out there. I did a little bit of speed development, but got to launch another program that you inspired called ECA, or Everyone Can Assist. And it's a program where we teach emergency response, CPR, and AED use. And so the kids got to do what I call the heart saver relay. It's where they do a series of exercises and then they find someone laying on the ground. They check for responsiveness. They call for uh, help and then they start CPR and then they have to tag the AED, run back and tag their partner. Um, it was a wonderful representation of, of those things. But again, you know, one thing you've taught me is don't think small. Right? So so it's, it's been great. Clearly, uh, clearly, Dr. Bats, you, you do not think small. <laughs> right. Um so it's been great. Revolutionaries, I actually think that Dr. Bass is a Jamaican. Me come on. Um, so, <laughs> I, no, I think Dr. Bass is a Jamaican, no. right? Because every time we get on this show, Dr. Bass is telling me about another thing that he has, con- he has contrived oh, and conspired to do. Listen right? to you. Ne- next thing you know, he's in the gym getting his gorilla chest hey, on. Hey. <laughs> like, getting his gorilla <laughs> chest on, all the while talking about how you should not be depressed, mm-hmm. right? Then he says... I'm going to go out. He sent me a picture the other Uh-oh, day, Revolutionaries, don't, don't. and I'm going to post this picture. I don't, look, 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 I got consent. <laughs> I, got, I got consent. This will go. I want you to see all of the all of the different oh, forms that Dr. Bats takes. Uh, I don't understand where these wigs come from, but um, Mrs. Bats, Mrs. Bats. Hey, hey. Um, it ain't yeah. her wig. It's yeah, my brother. Wig. It's a performance, man. It's a performance. Clearly, clearly, it's a performance. Look, we're gonna have to get you one of these episodes to to come in, to come in in character. That's what I want to see. I want to see you come in in character and be like, uh, I am Roscoe. Lee Collinsworth, man. What you know? what I'm saying I'm the smoothest brother. I'm smooth like duck butter. <laughs> you want to see Booty Lee? I mean, I'm just saying that's that's my. <laughs> Dear God, revolutionaries. <laughs> Dear, look, yes, yes. Uh, maybe for the October show for Halloween, you, you can come in character. You said you were going to do the pitch. That's no, what you we, it, it was a great event. It was really to promote um, a great man, my pastor, Pastor Jerry William Daly of the Macedonian yeah. Missionary Baptist Church, his 70th birthday. And again, it was, and, and the beauty of it, though, and I know. And we'll get back on track, but you know, we hadn't talked in a long time. So this is so revolutionary. No. Y'all just, y'all just uh-huh. getting a taste of what happened when two friends hadn't talked in a long time. But what was actually probably more important to me was I, I came as Bootney Lee, but Bootney Lee had a few, uh, had, had people on his team. It was Bootney Lee and the Boogie Boys. And one of the Boogie Boys was my son. 
Right. So my son joined me. He actually did the choreography for the event. Uh, one of my little, I call him my nephew. He's about six, one great football player. Uh, you know, he joined and, and they put on a performance. I just kind of watched them, but it was just so good to see them involved. Um, and it was one of those things where when we look at church, right, it oftentimes excludes the youth. And what I wanted to do was say, hey, look, have them, you know, they they doing it to me a dance and all this. They can think of a choreography routine to celebrate their pastor. And sure enough, it went off without a hitch. I mean, maybe I'll send you the video, but you might sneak and post. Yeah, we got it. We, we need yeah, the video. We, yeah. we so definitely it, need it. was live. Bootney Lee live. and the Boogie Boys. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Revolutionaries, did you like literally, literally, we're going to tie this into an Instagram (laughs) reel of Bootney Lee and the Boogie Boogie Boys. I cannot wait for this. It was real. I cannot wait. So it it sounds like clearly (laughs) it sounds like that you have been doing extremely well. You've been doing your thing in the world, as we as we say. Right. And, you know, Dr. Bass's revolution is, is it is never just for him. And. I think my question for you is we'll start off today is like, what's been the revolution? Like what's, what's, we're six months mm-hmm. in, right? We're, we are coming to the close of June and I, I can't believe that. Right. Um, I can't believe that. And I know we're going to have a little bit of a conversation about fathers and, and father's day, even though it's, it's almost July, but we're six months into the year and it goes by so fast. It may, it goes by so fast. But what's been your revolution? Well, well, like I said, I mean, it. this show in our conversations, because if it, I don't have a therapist and, not to, and it's, I don't want that to be the, the lead in per se. But it's one of those things where when you start to unpack uh, intellectually and emotionally what that means and you talk about it with someone else, it helps you to be very introspective about where you are and how you are showing up for not only yourself, but your family, your community, your, 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 the people that count on you. And it forced me to really take a, a critical look at my why, right? Because at the end of the day, I love what I do as a profession. And, and I, you know, and I used to make a joke, I would do it for free, <laughs> but my wife helps me to, to see, see more clearly in that sense. But it's not clearly. even about the number. Clearly. It is about just you know, today, seeing a patient who had lost his wife and we've been, you know, I've been their doctor for 12 years and he didn't want to see anyone else. And literally, he just, I just came in the room and he just hugged me. And that patient didn't look like me. Right. But the fact that mm. I'm showing up in a way that that opens up vulnerability for, you know, someone like that, the fact that I'm involving my, my children in some of the things that I do and, and they're enjoying it. The fact that and I told you this, that my goal is to teach young people, as many that will engage with me, not to necessarily have a job, but to learn and appreciate the ability to make money. Right. And not that money, yeah. should, but but yeah. how do you yeah. create yeah. value in your brand, which you are a brand. Yes. I mentored, yes. there was a young lady uh, from DC that flew down to visit her brother and her brother said, you got to meet Dr. Bats, even if it's for a minute. And we talked for an hour about how to cultivate your own personal brand. And, and, and I mean, and there's so many different ways I can go, but it really, and, and I'll harken back to a show, right? That's the other thing that, you know, being in this platform has forced me to kind of listen to the shows as a fan first, but then as almost an evaluator, right? I Meaning I listened yeah. back to the, yeah. the Ramal Toon show, you know, um, and in reflecting on that, he said something that was important in the sense mm-hmm. where he talked about as fathers, we oftentimes bring our trauma with us. And this helped me with something into that I've the, been into t- the next generation. Exactly. And when I think about my kids, like it's one of those things where I grew up a certain way in a certain place. We had fans in the window. We didn't always have, you know, it, 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 it was what it was, but that's not my kid's reality. But I say, well, it's not making you tough. It doesn't make you be able to survive. They don't, that's not their reality. And so something that mm-hmm. he said was to get out of this survival mind state and get into a thrive mindset, right? As opposed yeah. to just struggling to survive, help people thrive. And so if I said, what's my goal for the next six months, it is to do just that. To tell people that even though you're surviving, right, why not focus on thriving? And it's hard to see the forest from the trees. what does that look like? What does that look like? Exactly. And and I think a lot of people, whether you're a dad, a mom, a friend, 
because you've never experienced or at least conceptualized, I'm thriving right now. What is it? You know, how do I how do I create this framework to help someone else? It's hard. Right. And and that's what reflecting on that commentary, reflecting on that show has allowed me to do. And I went, initially went into it saying, OK, I'm going to get ready for, for the, our Father's Day discussion. I'm going to do that. But it helped me to really reframe how I show up for people. And I know that was a long discussion and I'm going to be quiet because I want to hear the, 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 the experts commentary on it. Oh, there are multiple. Yeah. The, the revolutionaries know that I have, I have multiple personalities and <laughs> it depends on what Dr. Pat says is what you're going to get. It's interesting that I, I, I want to pull out this, what, what you're saying. And remember, Dr. Batts, that this is a dual show, not just me asking you questions. Know. You know, we, 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 we come in, we, we come in, we come in. Um, what had me think is it, it's the irony of that I get a chance to see things that I can you know, inter- interweave into our conversation and understanding what thriving is and, you know, love him, hate him, whatever. Steve Harvey, right? Steve Harvey is mm-hmm. my frat brother. Uh, and, you know, Steve Harvey, if you've listened to his story, Steve Harvey has actually like moved up in the world. He's, he's moved status. He's moved cast. He's moved, you know, uh, he's upped his game. His story will tell you that he was living in a car right. at some point in his life. Right. But he, he figured it out. And I was listening to him and it was, you know, uh, it wasn't TikTok because I'm, I'm not a big fan of TikTok, even though we have a TikTok <laughs> to, for the show. But maybe I was I was going through a Facebook reel or something. And, he, and I stopped to hear him saying he was like, look, buy you a first class ticket. Like not 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 get upgraded like you and I do because right. we, we, we fly mm-hmm. so much. Right. You know, um, thank you, Delta. Really, really love you. If you want to sponsor the show, come on. You know, we would love fly me anywhere. Right. I, I love Delta. Um, been flying Delta for years. So not n- not the upgrade, not waiting for the upgrade or complaining like, oh, why didn't I actually buy the first class ticket? Because what he was saying, Doc, is that when you buy the first class ticket. You never want to walk past first class again. Mm. He says it's going to be real hard to walk past first class again. Right. And I know I love sitting in first class. Don't get me wrong. Right. When I get that, when I get that upgrade, you know, when I get that upgrade on Delta and I get to sit in first class. Oh, I love it. And then I'm mad when I don't get that upgrade. (laughs) I'm mad. Right. But, and and then he says, you know, go out and buy you a nice suit or go out and buy you something nice where you have to actually spend. And his theory was, when you do that, it forces your mind to figure out ways to get back to that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And so, look, I, I'm thinking about this old navy polo that I got on right now, and I, I, I right, an old navy polo that I got on. I used to wear polo, right? I used to wear <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like polo, but I thought I was like, why am I spending this money, right, just exactly. for this little horse? You know what I'm saying? But I'll spend some money on a nice suit. Mm-hmm. I'll spend some money on, on nice shoes, certain things. I, I think about value. But what I wanted to say is that if we can figure out what thriving looks like, we're going to go after it. And so I think what Steve Harvey said is right in certain is, is that we need to at least feel what thriving looks like. I don't know. We have to define what thriving looks like. You know, do I really want that expensive pool stick so I can go get my butt kicked tonight? <laughs> right. But. I really began to think about that whole thing about being in first class and what that feels like. And I'll end this diatribe with this with this comment. There's a woman who I love. Her name is Robin Arson. She's the uh, vice president of of programming Mm -hmm. at Peloton. Right. So, again, all right. We just talked about Delta Peloton. If you want to sponsor the show, (laughs) we're we're right here for you. I'm getting my Peloton all all the time. Check out my stats. But right. What she was, you know, but what she says is that. We have an opportunity when we see folks, right? People can see and look at us, Doc. They can look at Dr. Bats with the, the two ninjas that are outside of the door barking, um, you know, with his lovely family, with his with his children and his beautiful home and his beautiful wife, the queen, Mrs. Bats. Hey, Mrs. Bats. They can be like, you know what? I'm envious of that. 
I'm envious of that. They can say, hey, well, you know, Dr. Corporate's driving that Tesla. He's got a six-year-old pod- podcast. He's got real estate. You know what I'm saying? He got that great beard, mm-hmm, you know, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Just, you know, got all, 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 studio, all the got things. A new studio. I right, mean. right, right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, all the things. And be envious of the life that we may have. Or, as Robin Arson says, you can find it as motivation. You can say, you know what? I want to get there. How did they ask the question? How did Dr. Bats get there? How did Dr. Corpru get there? What are the things that they had to sacrifice? What does thriving actually look like for them? And how can I move in the space with them? Because there's, I think there's a space, as you said, there's a space between envy and motivation. And we right. have to figure out how do we move in that space? Because I think that's the part of thriving. And I'll end there is you teach thriving have people look at models and say, you know what? I can I can move in the spaces like Dr. Bats. I can move in the spaces like Dr. Corpru. I don't need to be envious of them because I can figure out how to move like them by talking to them, by by educating myself, by being a constant learner like Dr. Bats is. And so I'll, I'll stop there. No, I, I think you bring up a great point. And, and for the record, uh, I don't fly first class. I'm a Southwest guy. So I just, <laughs> I try to get points, right? I, I, because again, and I, and I tell my, and, <laughs> one through yeah, 15. I, I'm good as long as I'm, <laughs> I'm up there. Right. But I, there's only, there's only one first class. Yeah, it, 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 it is what it is. That is me. So Dr. Bats is regular. I'm regular. Now, what I will say, and so I'll, I'll, cons- I'll, I'll encapsulate this by saying one of the first things, and this was on another show. I can't remember, and, and, and shout out to those that did it, but you talked about, or, or you and your guests talked about who's in your circle, right? Who is, who mm-hmm. are the individuals? And if everybody looks like you, if everybody's doing the same thing, there's something good about that. But you mentioned a group of individuals that you had the chance to meet, and they're millionaires, and they're this, and you're like, well, how do I... How do I do that? Well, how, and again, that's what I tell people. Sometimes still stay cool, stay, stay cool with the people you are, but branch yourself out, get into different spaces where people are having different conversations. And the example yeah. I'll give to kind of uh, make it more colloquial is my wife and I, colloquial. right? In the sense where my wife did not grow up and she hates when I say she, she grew up a little bit different. And I remember when we got our home, she said, we need a water softener. Well, I'm like, water wet. I don't even know how water can be soft, right? But what is a water yeah, softener? What, what is a water softener? Water softener. Operation exactly, design. right? A water softener. softener. Right. And so for me, I'm like, <laughs> water wet. I don't know how, but it was, and, and one of your guests, uh, Krishana, I think is, if I don't remember her last name. Yeah, Krishana. Krishana Palmer. And she talked about small luxuries, right? Instead of a, a, a yes. shirt that's, you know, the same Hanes, hey, just buy something different. So it doesn't have to be first class, but it could be taking steps toward a strategy toward thriving. It could mean maybe mm-hmm. not doing fast food and saving a couple of things and actually going to a, rele- a restaurant that elevates your palate, right? Different things like that, that really I would have been happy with, you know, still eating my stuff out of a can and doing that and in the struggle and and uh, I'm surviving. Right. But my wife said, no, 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 my brother, we're going to elevate what you think is good and what yeah. is comfortable. We're going to elevate. Yeah. And it wasn't yeah. a big jump. It was small things that helped me come to expect this is attainable. Oh, I can do this. And it is finding and whether it doesn't have to be a spouse, it can be a friend, it could be a midwife, it can be a group of people that constantly pushes you to just take a little bit, a little bit closer step. Because I think ultimately, and I don't want people to confuse, you know, comfort with complacency. At any given point in time, I'm thinking of new things to do and I'm I'm working. And and I know that's true for you too. But at the same time, my work should expand my reach, right? Like if, if I'm working and I'm touching Mm. the same people, well, then how much of a grind am I really doing? It's easy to put that product out. But now that I'm looking at a different demographic, that I'm talking to people that don't look like me, that I'm reaching people, you know, that international conference, there were people asking questions from Australia. Right. And so it was it was a different vibe. And, you, and so it you, you allowed that, me to, that, to change my mindset so that now I'm, I'm moving uh, closer to those things to really reach more people and help more people and show up for more people. So that's the goal. That is thriving. And once and and. You know, it's not about cruise control. It's about shifting gears. Sometimes you got to slow it down. Sometimes you got to speed it up. But in any case, you're bringing people along for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I hear in that, Doc, is and something that I've had to learn. Right. Particularly as I 
as I've come off sabbatical, I'm trying to figure out what the next sprint of my life is going to be, um, is that I had to realize that money is energy and that in that to get out of the scarcity mindset speak on right it. to think about that 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 getting out of that scarcity mindset and and the the having a bit of luxury because sometimes you just need to pay <laughs> right you just need to pay for comfort sometimes you just right sometimes it's like yeah sitting in this like sitting in the discomfort sitting in the you know is the growth but sometimes you know what I need to go ahead and pay for that room. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I need to go ahead and pay for that room because what that what that energy of using that money is going to be for is going to allow me to right to rest so I can be better the next day. Exactly. Right? Or you know or or to pay so I don't have to deal with something down the right. road. And so once I got into that, and it's still a hard thing because my mother grew up as a child of poverty, my child of the depression, my father grew up as a child of poverty. <clears throat> you think 1929, 1940, mm. right? Pre, right, right, 1929, the collapse of the stock market, right? Black folks wow. in the South. My mother was born in 1940. World War, World War II is going on. And so depression is still still going on. Living in the rural South. So I grew up with two parents who, who held money like this. Mm-hmm. And so understanding now, like, I've got to spend money on my employees, the people that work for me. I'm not paying myself. I still got to live. Luckily that the stock market is doing well. My real estate is doing well. But I also had to realize, Doc, that money is energy. And I don't think that, right, as you say, we're going to get to this because what's going to ask you, what I'm going to ask you is like, well, how do you make money? Um is that belief that at any given point I can go out and make money that having this energy around that money is money is energy that I can go and use my talents and time and wisdom to make money. And once I had that mindset that money will come and go and that I should not be afraid that at some point there was going to be zero dollars in my account, (laughs) then that just freed me. You know, so my, my, my question to you, because you talk about that and we've said it on the phone, right? Right. And you being a Jamaican, right. Or a faux Jamaican, because you got 18,000, I do 18,000 things, bro. That's a bad Jamaican accent. But what do we tell our revolutionaries, right? What do we tell our revolutionaries who are listening to my revolution, right? I need to provide, but how do you make money, right? To thrive. Right. That's the key. I think that's what we, we drop down right there. And answer that for me. How do you make money? Well, I'm going to turn it back on you. But but the way that I think about it first, it, so it's three parts. Right. So first, it is deciding what your win, W-I-N, deciding what that means for you. That's the first. <laughs> there thing, it is, revolution. Right. Because if you don't know where is. your goal line is, if you don't know where your home run fence is, how do you hit it? So first, have that target. Mm. And then what you do is and you said it, you know, money is 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 a tool, right? But the mechanism or the wisdom around how to do it can be in multiple different ways. So first, so so after you've decided where that is, then what you do is say, okay, how do I navigate the knowledge that I have, the wisdom that I can procure in a way that is substantive? Now, remember, your revolution isn't only for you. So you involve other people, you empower other people on that walk and make that thing happen. And so whether it is going to free YouTube University to learn a skill and and we laugh about it, but knowledge right now is so easy to attain. That's why I flip out when when my kids, you know, don't do X or don't do Y. I'm like, it's so easy to learn this skill and to be able to do this. Right. When I say so easy, meaning you have time. Right. Because the one thing, and again, I said it before, the two things in life you can't get back are time and opportunity. Sometimes you got the time, you don't have the opportunity. Sometimes the opportunity is there, but you don't have the time. So once you've decided where that goalpost is, you've equipped yourself with knowledge. Then what you have to do, this is the harder part, is get over the fear of failure. I think I've failed more. And you don't you don't hear about the losses you only see, hey, he's developing a new program. He's de- you, you don't see. And the same thing, you know, and, and it's good. You had another show a few months ago where you had, uh, I guess, your former producer, your former director on. And Rachel, you talked Rachel about Brown. 
we, the we, Rachel we were in a we were in a closet, you know, filming this or doing that. And it people don't see that. But if they go listen to those other shows as my dogs ring the doorbell to, to leave the house, uh, I guess right now, <laughs> at some point, I'm going to have a soundproof room where I film this. But it is it is. We don't see that struggle, right? I was talking to Indy Kalu, football player, defensive lineman. It was his camp. And, and we did a brief interview. And I said, you know, what do you say to those people that, that you know, think football is, and he's had some war wounds on him. And he said, people see the glitz and the glam. That's what social media, that's what they want to see. Yeah. They don't see the yes. grind. They don't see waking up at 5 a.m. when you're in pain. They don't see, and I think just understanding that process, right? Deciding what your win is, equipping yourself with knowledge, and then being okay with failing, being okay with the loss. I'll take that L, but I'm going to come back with another win. And and I think your yeah. discussion, and this is where I'm going to flip it on you. I want you to talk about how you pivoted from basically being this professor, you know, coaching baseball and saying, you know what? I want to do something for my community. I want to create a way. And it's the three C's that you gave me, but I use them every day. I want to create a pathway for curriculum, coaching and capital through, again, Camelback Ventures and empowering other people. Mm-hmm. How did you because because there's a lot of people that says, how are you going to do that? What's your background in that? I just know I want to do it. How did you yeah, do that? Yeah. You know, <clears throat> Doug, I always kind of tell this story that, and you can get caught. I, I, I want to couch this in this. You can get caught up in what others have done to get to a certain place, right? Now, don't get me wrong. There, there's certain hoops that you got to jump to be an MD, right? You just can't go and be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to call myself a doctor today. Or, right, or th- there's certain hoops and things that you need to do to become a PhD, right? All, all the different things. Um, but at the end of the day, with, with, at the end of the day, you can gain knowledge and time. And what happens is a lot of times knowledge comes from just being in the place around the people and listening. Right. Not, and that was one of the things. I didn't know venture. I, I didn't know venture. I didn't know entrepreneurship. I mean, here's the thing. I knew entrepreneurship, but I just didn't know the vocabulary and language like I knew, like I know it mm-hmm. now. Because I watched entrepreneurship. I watched my mother be an entrepreneurship, but I called her a small businesswoman. Or I called I called her a jewelry <laughs> uh, person, right? Who she had a jewelry, a costume mm-hmm. jewelry business. I've said it on the show. So I, I saw that. I saw she found she found a niche. She found a value prop, right? I'm gonna provide costume jewelry for a segment of the population that wears this jewelry, right? I'm going to price it a certain place against my competitors because there were other people mm-hmm. in the marketplace and I'm going to provide them with opportunity. So again, time and opportunity. She found it, it. It was a supplement. It was a supplement for her. It was a supplement to our family with all these different things. My, my point being, how did I move from being a professor, a teacher, a baseball coach, to now move into entrepreneurship and then to move in investment right? and to move in spaces with people who have lots and lots of money and lots and lots of expertise. I just gave it to you. I spent time. I got to give it to Aaron. I got to give it to Aaron Walker because he said thing. If you want to learn a specific field, you need to be where the people are. That's powerful. Listen to Mm -hmm. that revolutionaries. If you want to learn a specific field, Thing. You need to go where the people are and sit and listen and stop acting like you're the person that knows everything when you don't know shit. Speak on it. And you listen and you network. Let me tell you something. The wonderful thing about what I do right now and my greatest asset has nothing to do with me. My greatest asset doc, is to be able to say, I know a person. That's the biggest thing, Doc. I know a person who has knowledge in this space, who knows me and is willing to give me time and that time to you. Right. And that is my that is that is greater than any money that I have. Well, you know, I, I say that because you know part of that is is hopefully bringing capital. But for me to learn venture and for me to learn investments, right? I had to be in space with people. I had to be willing to humble myself and I had to be willing to accept critique and feedback. And sometimes from the harshest of critics, like you don't know what the hell you're talking about. But you got to be able to take that. And I think that's a 
You got to be able to, you got to be able to take this. And I will, I, I will say this, I will say this to Ami Magunya, right? Who was my first boss at Camelback, who was extremely, extremely hard on this doctor coming into <laughs> place with this hubris, right? Who had to look, who had to give her, right? I've never said this, who had to give her like my daily, like, what did I do? Or how was I sending this email? Or how was I putting this plan together? I'm like, wait a minute, I'm Dr. Corporate. That didn't mean (laughs) shit. Right. And so it's funny because my employees that I used to work with when I used to be hard on them have now come back to me and said, you know what? Thank you for being hard on me because they would get upset with me. I see you, Jamal. When I used to say, don't come to me with this. Don't come to me with the Mm -hmm. problem. Come to me with the solution. And they used to hate. They used to run out of the room, doc. Like, I hate you. Now that they are running their own companies and corporations, they'd be like, the first thing I say to my employees is don't come to me with the problem. Come to me with a solution. Now, all the things that Ami taught me and how to how to manage folks and how to how to plan, how to strategically plan, how to put people in spaces together are now things that I employ my own folks to do. And so that's a long and that's a long answer is that how did I get to curriculum and capital and culture and community and coaching? I spent time listening to folks who were much smarter than me and saying, you know what? I'm going to humble myself because it's only going to make me better. It's only going to make me greater. So when I walk into spaces now, oh, Dr. Corpru, we don't have someone like you in this area that has the talent, knowledge, and wisdom that you do, that looks like you. But guess what I still do? I still walk into rooms and listen and humble myself because I don't know everything and I want to keep learning, constant learning that's the key. I mean, you you have to be a lifelong learner no matter what you do. And that's why I wanted you to articulate that path, because a lot of people in um, my oldest son, uh, he's a he's a free spirit, uh, probably one of the smartest people I know. But he's, he's just happy to to enjoy life. And he's he's showing me how to do that better. Let me let me say it that way. Mm. But it's one of those things where for him knowledge and application was easy, but he's, he felt like it kind of encumbered him to be a certain thing, to do a certain thing. And I think one of the things is he likes to know a lot about everything. You know, my dad used to have a saying, mm-hmm. he would say title encumbers you or it weighs you down. Once you break away mm-hmm. from what you think your title is, you actually can be more productive at what you do. Right. And, and it didn't oh, wow. dawn on me until Ooh. now. Drop down on that. Drop down on that. So drop down on that because I like being Dr. No, Corporal. I like, you know it what I'm saying? Ch- not, not, not like right, I used right. to, <laughs> but you know, I, like today I was on a call and somebody called me Mr. I was like, Hold let on. me change this Zoom <laughs> title <laughs> so you won't call me Mr. Corporal anymore. Mr. Corporal was a great man, but That's you know what I'm saying? Right. Like the most amazing man, but my name is Dr. Corporal. No, I get it. And, and I think in certain spaces it does lend itself to credibility. And, and I think some people like the fact, like at the football camp, I won't be Coach, coach Bats. I won't be Coach Bulldog, but... I'm Doc. I'm Doc. And I think for them, they like, Mm-mm. I like that. I, I want people to know that I know a person that looks like you, given the healthcare disparity we have with cardiologists, that, you know, you're one of X. Right. And you're in my city. I want people to know, which is great. But when it comes to actually putting boots to the ground and getting to work and doing things. I'm brother bats. I'm Mr. Betts. I'm yeah, Travis. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I was a whole lot Charles. of things before I was. Chucky. Exactly. I was a whole lot of things before I was Dr. Betts. And and Dr. Betts, as as your guest, uh, again, 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 this is what, you know, I don't I don't remember. But he talked about that's just one version of of who we are. Mm. But these other versions still have value. Right. They still have yes. the ability to move yes. into spaces and be different things and to do different things for different people. And I think as long as we embrace all of them and know when to turn one on, turn one off, switch one in and move one out. Yes. I think that yes. gives you power. Right. And you said something. Um, Big Los. <laughs> Big Los will be entering the building in a few weeks when we're on vacation. That's my vacation self. My wife likes Lowe's. Big my Lose. wife likes Big Lowe's. She, she, I bet she, she does. does. He's, a, he's a more Amen free spirit. He's far more of a free spirit than, 
than I am. I am. Bootsy Collins. But <laughs> Bootsy Collins. <laughs> you go, you gonna get me in trouble, man. You know, he, he, Big Los is not a brand. He is he is a he is an offshoot. But you said something about being able to take feedback. And I want now, I want you to put a pin there. How because as as a man, as a black man, sometimes it's tough. Because a lot of times, whether we know or we don't know, one thing we're taught, whether we're striving or thriving, is to be confident. And sometimes you can yeah, be confidently wrong, <laughs> but you have to be able to wrong. take wrong and just be, yeah, I know. Yes. Right? And, and so how do you build humility in a way where you still maintain uh, a certain level of credit? Like, how do you teach people to take feedback? Because I think that's a skill that especially our, our younger brothers coming to brothers, so whoever coming up, don't know how to do that. They get defensive. They go yeah. into it yeah. with a certain mindset that I think closes them off to the opportunity to learn. So so how how would you counsel somebody in that space? That's great. You got to swallow the red pill. OK. You got to you got to swallow the red pill when I say and I call the red pill. You've heard me say it before. The red pill is this. um is the red pill of self-awareness. Mm. And I think that, and it, it comes at, it comes at different times for everyone. You know, for me, I always say that, you know, um, life, life really, really punched me in the gut for me really to be self-aware about myself. Right? I had to lose a lot. I had to lose a lot. I had to lose friends and money and space and time Right before I said, okay, it's time for me to take this red pill. And when I took this red pill, it was like, oh, 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 okay. okay. Something's different. Like you got work, like you got work to do. And you got to figure out what this work is. And the only way to figure out what this work is, is to ask. And it's hard. It's hard to, it's hard to ask, like, Am I a good person or what's what, have I treated you in a manner that is ill fated or wrong? Did I make you feel bad? Why did I make you feel bad? Right. Although although in my self-awareness is I can't make you feel anything. I had to realize as well. However, my actions, I still should be in my responsibility, still be treating you as a human. Right. right? And understanding that your humanity or, or your your humanity is important is, is is important to me, and so I I must understand that. So taking the red pill was eye opening to me because I got to see everything about myself. Like Neil coming out of the you know out of out, out of the <laughs> out of the matrix, the matrix right. and seeing right seeing himself. I'm like ooh ooh, I don't really like this dude, and so. I had to really humble myself and I'm going to get to humility in a second to say, can I take this? And it's not easy. It's, it's not easy one for black men and say to ask the question of, I need feedback on my behavior. Right. I need feedback on my actions. I need feedback on, on what I'm saying because the world has critiqued us so much for so long and told us that we were not good enough. Right. At the end of the day, I shouldn't have been called Mr. Corporate today because I know I did my homework on you. So I know that you are the president of this organization. So I give that. So uh, but I had to. So we've been told and I, I, I had to pull back. But asking for feedback is is part of self-awareness it is a part of maturity and growth that has to happen because if we just go out into the world and and, and interact in the world the way that we see fit that to me is lacks self-awareness it lacks emotional intelligence right do you think that do you think that when president obama walked into the white house having never been president that he couldn't that he was going to be a good president if he did not surround himself with people who were going to critique or give him feedback. Jesus himself had 12, 12. disciples now, right, to give him feedback. Understandably, one of them betrayed right. him, right? You're right. Yeah, you know. right. But had 12 disciples to help him to give him feedback. 
And so I, I think that, that who am I to walk through the world and not accept critique, not accept feedback if I want to grow? The version of this version of myself, Doc, is sitting, standing, jumping right on top of the dead versions of myself that I wanted to discard. That's powerful. But I could not have those dead versions of myself unless I had asked for feedback and critique and then internalized it. Let me, now, let me say this, these two things. Now, it does not mean that every feedback or every critique is right because people are malicious. That's true. It is up to you and your self-awareness to think about what do I internalize? What do I take in? What do I imbibe? What do I shed from myself from that feedback? Because you could be right or you could be wrong, but I need to be able to see that. The second piece in this, and I'm sorry that I'm, I'm not as eloquent as Dr. Bat, who will give you an acronym <laughs> to come along with this. Right? Because I brother, don't even think about it. dropping knowledge. Right. Keep going. But, Right. But what I'm saying is that there there's a level of humility that says that I am still a human. And don't fuck with me. Game time. You know what I'm saying? Game time. Right. And so, right. There's a there's a level of humility that allows me to show up in a room to say, I acknowledge your your human humanity, your human, whoever you are, your personhood. Right. I see you. But don't get it twisted. Right. (laughs) Right. That my humility does not mean that you can walk all over me. Exactly. And I think that's the thing that I, you, we think about. There's still a level. There's a fine line between there's a space between hubris and humility. And you have to walk in that space where that you need to be hubris and you need to be humble. But you have to find the time when they are both necessary. Exactly. Full stop. No. that And you touched on it. Like those are the those are the steps. But it goes back to understanding how to create that circle of people that yes. will give yes. you constructive mm-hmm. feedback and crit because you know something that I did in my in my younger days is I would find people that were similar enough to me that when I wanted to wild out they would co-sign on my wilding out they would co-sign on my decisions and 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 I know being in uh, fraternities sometimes that is that is easier to do and I- <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, right? But but as I, I continue do. to evolve, oh, I still embrace people like that. But I understand that, okay, me taking that feedback and applying it as, as well-meaning as it is, don't fit the current version of who I am. Yes. Right? And mm-hmm. I, go ahead. Let me interject real quick. Let me just say this. And I, I'm sorry, I hate to do this, is that. One of the things that I, I, I want people to understand and what, and what Doc is saying is that ask the question of what, vers- what version of me are you dealing with right now? That's, that's the point I just want to interject because if you're dealing with me or a version 10.0 and this is version 20, oh, yeah. right, right, then you need to change your manual and how you deal with me. But you got to ask the questions first, right? Because look, I used to be that version. I, I'm not going to say that I right. wasn't, right? But what happens when we do, when we upload, right? When we imbibe new information, when we take the self-awareness, when we do different things, comport yourself in a manner that says, I see you for who you are right. now, not for who you right. used to be. I'm no, sorry, that, bro. Because again, and, and, and if that's, I want that to be uh, an Instagram reel because that's the key. And I'm saying that and I know your producers are going to do, but that's the key is understanding that as you evolve, you you try to align yourself with you're not going to forget where you came from. By no means. I mean, I still mm-hmm. remember, you know, I'm still cool with man, man and nook, nook and all them. But at the same time, man, man, nook, nook and all them know me from a different space. But that don't mean I'm putting. Right. But, but my but now now, though, this is where it gets hard. This is where you say. All right, man, man, nook, nook. I might not take their feedback, but now I have to put myself in man, man, and nook, nook's place. I have to understand what do I need to get them to the next level? Because your revolution isn't only for you. It doesn't do any good for you yeah. to keep revolving and, and, and revolting and evolving and being this great person. But you still have those people that you had connections with, that you have connections with, that ultimately those relationships might be their only mechanism to move from survival and this ain't a word, but to thrival. 
right? You want to move them from surviving to thriving. And that's the true challenge of individuals such as ourselves that have uh, attained a certain level of upward mobility, whether that be in finance or in intellect or in thought or in approach, because sometimes it's just saying, hey, let me help reframe that mindset. You know, when people say, well, I don't have money. I say, man, money is an easy problem. Well, you a doctor, you can say that. I said, no, you either spend less or make more. That's it. You got to make the choice. Mm -hmm. Right. And at the end of the day, once you take that encumberment off, you're free to do those other things. You're free to experience what it means not to feel like you're. And again, I don't want this to come from a pretentious place by by no means. But when my friends reach out to me on on Facebook that I knew from elementary and and junior high and, and we talk, I mean, we talk and they they know who I was and they know who I am. But at the end of the day, it's my job to to provide them with an opportunity to see that the knowledge that you need to move at least two steps forward is free. It's free. There's actually one of your frat brothers back at home in uh, in Fayetteville. His name's Curran. And, and he was one of these brothers that was power to the people. Up, man, I'm looking at some of the stuff he's doing, a free clinic for kids. It's, it's you know, only 16 kids, but he's teaching them entrepreneurship. He's teaching them. It's a six week class. And and I reached. I said, man, is this digital? He was like, nah. He's like, I know you want to help. I know you want. But I want to help my community. So I want the kids to live here and just. And shouts out to him. I mean, I appreciate what he's doing, but he is living that space. And and again, d- does he have a lot of a lot of people cheering for him? He does it a little different, right? He's not the one that's going to be at the football games and doing this. He's the one that's going to have kids in an office learning how to type, <laughs> right? So so he got a different approach that that doesn't vibe well with a lot of people. But I respect it because he's preparing them for the next iteration of what the world is going to ask for them in terms right. of being right. ready right. to 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 survive, ready to thrive in that space. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think as we grow, you know, we have to move from survival to thriving and thriving. If we, if we are going to take this into the the space that we've been talking, thriving begins with doing the inner work, you know, doing, doing, doing the any work. And it goes back to our first tenant. You have to revolt to thrive. You have to revolt from something. Right. You have to revolt from something if you're thriving, if you want to get to thriving, because thriving looks like something else. Even if even if you say I'm thriving this area, there are others areas in your life where you're still surviving. How do you move to that where I can look at the encapsulation of my life and be like, "Ooh, this feel I'm thriving here. I'm thriving here. I'm thriving. Right. And it takes it takes work. But here's the other piece, Doc, and you're going to say that. Is that you've got to go through chaos. That's you've part of the process. You, you, and and, and what, what I realize right now that right, what I've been going through is that I've been going through chaos in my life. God has said, you know what? I'm going to show you chaos in your life. I'm going to show you what loss looks like. Like tremendous loss. And I remember... I, I remember, Doc, like doing the pandemic and all the things, right? I'm like, oh, things are still pretty good, <laughs> right? I'm seeing all this death. I'm seeing all this loss, but I ain't lost right. anything yet. You know what I'm saying? I ain't lost anything. Pandemic started. I ain't lost anything yet. 2022 came and God was like, now's your time. I want you to see. I want you to see what chaos and loss looks like. And let me see what you got. Because on the other side of this law, sometimes, right? I don't know what's going on right now. Sometimes God, the universe, whatever says, I'm going to strip away some things mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Right? You've been moving in a direction. And this ain't the direction for you. So every time you move it, I'm going to strip this way. I'm going to show you what loss is. Because when you get to the point where you're going to gain, you're going to understand why you had those losses. You're going to understand why you went through chaos to get to thriving. That's the piece, right? And understanding that, that the discomfort of chaos and loss will teach you. Sometimes you have to strip down to the barest sense to say, oh, I don't need this in my closet. 
I don't need you in my life, right? I don't need this. Because sometimes thriving is not having all of the things. Sometimes thriving is just having the bare essence, right? The necessity, the necessity, right? If I look at Dr. Batts, the necessity are his children, are his wife, are his home. That's thriving. The ability, right? What happens is breaking down the bare essence for his ability to create 18,000 different programs for the kids, <laughs> right? Is thriving because the bare essence of his life is just those core things. Me, I didn't need all the distractions. God was like, look, we're going to strip you of all these distractions so you can see what thriving looks like. I'm going to show you. Yes, I've never said this before. I've said God a lot on the show today. Um, but what is central? It's interesting. It is it, it, it is central. Whatever you believe in. Right. And, I, and that, that's why I use the show. Whatever you believe in, whoever your God, whoever your higher power is. Right. I th- there will be it, tests. And if I you know. look at it again, and I don't want, want to be too preachy, but that's that's my background. If you look at any big events, any good events, it came from struggle in, in b- the biblical sense, whether it is, you know, the birth of a new world due to uh, a flood, whether it is a young man coming of age and battling a giant, whether it is, you know, three young men thrown into a fiery furnace because of their beliefs, whatever it is. And again, that is that is a largely uh, biblical, biblically centric approach. But ultimately, it boils down to a concept of holy humility. Right. Where by humbling yourself and realizing I'm not as big as I think. And we've all experienced that. But then using it to propel you to that next level, that next iteration. Because what yeah. I tell, when, whenever there's a loss, and it's easy after a football game, and we have that loss, I say, well, the good thing is, now, when we fix those problems, we only can go up, right? But when you look at loss and say that this is where I'm going to stay, understanding that there are ebbs and flows in this whole mm. loss and game relationship, right? You have to understand that. And what you did, you took it and said, man, this is tough. You know, and I know I, when when... When you lost your dad, I felt it, right? Because yeah, it's a different version, you know. And and I heard again. I listened to the the tune show. You you are a daddy's boy. You you wanted to spend time with yeah. him, and all, you know when he came to your baseball game, you did better. I had that same experience, and <laughs> and for me, yeah. it was tough because I lost my dad before I lost my dad. Right through the his dementia, he couldn't appreciate many yeah. of the things yeah. that, that I had Not done due to his, but it was when it took me that low, what I said was, man, I, I got to show up for my kids, man. I got to show up for the yeah. kids in my community that might not have someone to be that role model. Man, how do I empower other men to do the same thing? And again, and I know you, you know, you, you kind of like my acronyms, but this month, I was highlighted to be one of the key people to talk about men's health. But as I as I started to unpack it and discuss it for my hospital, I said, these are tenants that anyone can use. You don't have to be men, but they're the three P's, three P's. You ready for them? So the first one is that. Tell me, tell me, please. The, the first one is your approach to health, wellness, your ideology to, to, to thriving has to be preventive first. You have to set up strategies to insulate yourself against things that might be problematic. Now, we know that there are seven dimensions of of wellness. Right. And so let's just say from a financial standpoint, you can't be secure to really, you know, to really embrace what you want to do because you haven't taken care of those things. Get those things fixed. You know, um, my wife today said something that was beautiful. She said, I like to procrastinate. I said, no, I just prioritize differently. But ultimately, (laughs) having her to help me say, no, get this stuff done, you know, from that preventive state is preventing me from before I can move forward. And I still got stuff behind me that needs to get done. She helps. So that's the first one, preventive. The next one, and this is the one that's hard for people. It's got to be practical. And you said this early on. You said that there are some steps that you need to take before you can be a doctor, before you can be a successful venture capital, before you. So be practical in where you think your next step would be. That's not where you're going to end, but that's the next place you need to go. Mm-hmm. And as you start mm-hmm. to take those mm-hmm. practical mm-hmm. steps, it allows mm-hmm. you to make that next leap. Now, this next one, after you've been preventive, after you've been practical, this next one is the one that uh, is the one I like. It's got to be you got to be power you got to be powerful performance be powerful. based. Because at performance the end of the based. day, okay. 
We all have to perform. We all have to put a product out and whatever, if that product is a better version of you, if that product is a youth program, if that product is a, an international podcast that reaches millions across the world, it's got to be performance based. You got to be able to flip that switch, turn that on, be preventive, be practical because, and I'm going to ask you this, when you did your first show and I listened to it, it didn't have the crisp, clean version. It didn't. I don't even know if there was video done on the show. If it was, then you're just, it oh, might no, have been a video. There was video no video. There was no, no video, video, right? Not whatsoever. But when you started no. then, your next step, that next practical step was, okay, I'm going to cover New Orleans, but I want to reach X. I want to reach Y. That was that next practical step. And then you, that next, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start getting people on that the city speaks to. That this Because if you listen to those shows, it revolted and evolved over time. And I'm like, oh, this is how you make an award-winning show. And you took all those steps. From a preventive standpoint, you're like, okay, um, I've been on radio, but this is a little different. Let me bring in some heavy hitters. Let me add some people to my circle. You created that preventive bubble. And then you moved on and made practical steps forwards. And then from a performance standpoint, it's just leveling up every time. Even now. I mean, we joked about it. New camera, new setup, new that. Hey, let me take it to the next iteration. I don't want this to be... But again, preventive, practical, performance based. There we go. I love it. And thank you. And thank you, brother, for, you know, I, I want you to understand the, the gratitude that I have for you as, you know, as you know, as, as you, you are, I feel like you are the show's historian. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, and, and the way that you put that analogy into, so much perspective in, in, in the context of the show. You're right. We started out. We, you've, you've heard the etiology of this. We started out in a cubicle. Like, it felt like a cubicle, <laughs> you know? And, you know, and, and where we've come and where we've been, new camera, new camera now. So, you know, uh, I wanted to be like you, where I could see uh, I could you see change your pores. You change the uh, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Um, but it is, and thinking about that, right? Think thinking about those three P's and, and revolutionaries. I, I, I think that we probably need to put a handbook together and go back and and, and put all of these acronyms <laughs> together that Doctor Bax has given us because they give us life, right? They they truly give us life, right? Shout out again, like uh, Corey Doolittle. You're gonna have to give me like uh, sponsorship dollars as much, as much as I say your name. But interestingly enough, we think about this, right? What this show does now. Right. And, and think about this. Right. The performance base of this show, where we have taken this show with the addition of like you to the show. People are getting promoted because of the because of the information that is being dropped on this show. Right. To think about that, the, t- the turf that Dr. Bats dropped a couple of episodes wow, ago man. when we talked about diversity, equity, wow, inclusion man. now is being incorporated into fo- how folks are showing up for job interviews and right. Because, and thinking about being able to imbibe that information and then to be able to spout it out into your own personal philosophy, right. is performance based because we didn't think about that. I, I didn't think about this in 20, 2017, <laughs> but at the beginning of this year, I thought about who do I want to spend time with to educate you revolutionaries, to have a good time with, to laugh, to be vulnerable with, to enjoy space with, and to teach. And to teach about what it means to be a revolution in your life, in your community, and for this world. And I said, there's only one person. But he wasn't available. So I got Dr. Travis Bass. <laughs> I, love it. I was waiting. I said, something going to happen. Something's about to happen. No, Dr. Travis Bats. And so where this show goes and where, where it's been only begins to intensify. Right. And we have the addition of, of the, the chorus of the of, of the the um, the Cocker Spaniel Doolittles. Uh, <laughs> what, what kind of dogs are they? They are golden, mini golden doodles. They, they golden, golden doodles. doodles. That's right. Bentley and golden, Miles. Mini, mini. Bentley and Miles. Bentley and Miles. Well, I love that. But Dr. Betts, I, I just want to say, you know, because our time, our, our time has run um, and, and thinking about the three P's and where we're going to go. Revolutionaries. Like, we're fortunate. We, I say we because I, I am one of you, right? We are fortunate to have Dr. Bats to be a friend of, a friend of the show and to be my dear friend and, and a friend to you because 
without Dr. Betts, we don't get better, right? We don't allow dead versions of us to lie on the ground so we can get better. Dr. Betts makes us better. He makes us revolutionary. And so I, I want to extend my gratitude to you. I want to extend your gratitude to Mrs. Betts for allowing you to give us this hour. Um, I know you got a track meet to go to. Um, but brother, close us out as you do so eloquently. Well, I will say this again, that that gratitude that you exude and that you express is certainly reciprocated. And for the revolutionaries, what I would say is I love reading some of the comments, not only from our shows, but for all the shows. They're not only uplifting, they are empowering. And to be honest, they are energizing in a way that allows me to say, "Okay, how do I show up better? How do I do this? Not only for Mm -hmm. for this show, but for other individuals in my community. But as you look at the balance between thriving and surviving, ask yourself, number one, how do you evolve? How do you revolt to make thriving your goal? Right. We Mm, talked about the three P's, but it's tough when you feel like you're in a space where you can't move or you don't have the right circle around you. Stand up, look around and ask yourself, where do you want to be? And you have to take that first step. And I'm saying have to. And I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to me, too. You know, my wife got on me today about not understanding the value of rest, not understanding the value of taking. I don't take sabbaticals. I want to know what that is. I want to I want to learn. Right. She got on me. Right. Because I do two minute job, man. But at the end of the day, two minute jobs. But at the end of the day, I would say continue to empower yourself, continue to surround yourself and to continue to embrace yourself and tell you that you are valued, you are worthy and you have the opportunity to change the world one step at a time. Right. That you, like Dr. Batts, are a revolution. And so we will see you the next time. Right. And as we say here, always on this show, we, 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 Dr. Bats and I want you to be able to fill what we think is the most thought provoking question of your life. Dr. Bats. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. What's your revolution? There we go. There we go. We love you. We love you. And we will see you. Make sure. I always want to give a shout out to the the what podcast? The About That Life podcast with Dr. Bass, where we focus on life or living intentionally forever. Living, did you hear that? Living intentionally forever, right? You can see me and Dr. Bass like, hey, hey Dr. That, Bass. That came, that, you don't realize that, that came from you. Because on my first show, basically, Rockstar Cardiologist teaches you how there you go. to live forever. Or live a hundred years. It go. was something of that nature, and I'm like, man, that's yeah, that's yeah, yeah. How to yeah, how, how to, to live, live forever? forever. Rockstar Cardiologist, how to live forever? Birth well, boom, we gonna live forever. Uh, boom, we love you. We'll see you soon, revolutionaries. Peace. I'm hoping because I bought this camera and I want to be looking. I want to look as fresh as you look. I want. I want to see. Look. I want. I want to see the the wrinkles in my skull. Oh, like you got I jokes. See. Okay, now we starting already. We're starting already. I, I did not see. exfoliate today. You know, I didn't do my. <laughs> I want to see. Yeah. You know, I want to. I want to. I want to see all that. I want. I want to see that with Doctor Bats. You know what I'm saying? What's up with you, man? How you doing? You know, one thing you've taught me is don't think small. <laughs> so, so it's, it's been great. Clearly, uh, clearly, Doctor Bats, you you do not think small, <laughs> right? Um, so it's been great, revolutionaries. I actually think that Doctor Bats is a Jamaican. Um, so, <laughs> I th- I think Doctor Bats is a Jamaican, right? Right. And at the end of the day, once you take that encumberment off. You're free to do those other things. You're free to experience what it means not to feel like you're stri- And again, I don't want this to come from a pretentious place by, by no means. But when my friends reach out to me on, on Facebook that I knew from elementary and, and junior high and, and we talk, I mean, we talk and they, they know who I was and they know who I am. But at the end of the day, it's my job to, to provide them with an opportunity to see that the knowledge that you need to move at least two steps forward is free. It's free. That just freed me. 
the knowledge that you need to move at least two steps forward is free.